I don't recommend going into any deal with no money because it's just, I mean, it's just not smart to do. I mean, you, you want to have that safety cushion. I just try to surround myself with positive people, do positive things and be a positive person myself. And just, cause you know, mindset is it, I feel like mindset is like a big, big thing. I feel like, you know, if you put your mind to something, you know, I, I feel like you can do anything really. So it, it all just starts in your mind. Everything is possible. Just hustle. Just hustle. The Million Dollar Hustle Podcast, where we keep it real, a state in entrepreneurship wisdom. Learn to think like a millionaire and hustle like you're broke. Here's your host, Billy the Kid, aka Billionaire. Everything is possible, just hustle, just hustle. Everything is possible, just hustle, hustle. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Million Dollar Hustle Podcast, baby. It's your boy, Billy the Kid, aka Billy. BDK, aka billionaire in this mug. And first of all, man, I'm super excited about the interview today. I just got done with uh, Jamar Hudson. And, you know, he is making a name for himself, man. There's so many gems that he dropped in this interview. He's super young. And if you've been looking for some motivation, this is it right here. Uh, th this was amazing. Uh, on the short time that he's been doing the stuff that he's doing he is killing the game and just you know his story overall I don't want to give you too much but just his story overall and the things that he had to overcome to get to where he's at is amazing and if you don't find motivation in that man then you're just a hater I'll tell you what so uh make sure you guys go to billythekid.com and leave me your email um if you leave me your email, I'm actually mailing out a free autograph CD. So just drop it off. Just leave me your email at billythekid.com and I'll send you a free CD. And uh, also the power of being uncomfortable. My book is out right now. So make sure you guys go cop that. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to touch on he, he mentioned a few books in the in the in the podcast. And uh, I, I just want to go over Rich Dad Poor Dad real quick as book of the week because Rich Dad Poor Dad uh, is definitely a life-changing book. Uh, the the mindset behind it is just so crazy. Uh, it's eye-opening, and and if you haven't listened to it, man, check it out. And it'll literally tell you two sides: the rich and the poor. And really, at that point, you have a choice. You can make a choice on what side you want to play. So that's the book of the week. Check it out. Uh, other than that, again. I am super excited. Uh, I, I mentioned it on one of the last episodes. Uh, I just sold out on my one-on-one. -on -one, so I want to thank everybody out there supporting everything that I do, man. It means the world um, it, because without you guys, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, man. So it's kind of it's kind of cool to to see and, and you know, feel like I'm I'm living my dream, man. And it's thanks to you guys. So I, I truly appreciate that today. Uh I went to Omaha. Shout out to Colin, man, uh, out there in Omaha. I visited his new building. It was amazing. Uh, and then right now, I just did this podcast. And then I got a one-on-one -on -one here that I'm going to jump on. Uh, and then after that, man, I got my mastermind meetup today. So, again, it's literally, truly a, a dream to be doing the stuff that I'm doing. So, thanks to everybody supporting. But other than that, man, I want to jump right in with Jamar because his story is amazing. It's relatable. I related a lot to it because I've gone through the struggles. And it's truly amazing that uh, he has overcome that. But enough of that, man. Let's get to it. Here is Jamar. Jamar. 
Jamar, what's good, bro? What's going How on? How you doing? Living the dream. Man, it's funny because uh, I've been seeing you, man. I've been seeing you. I've been watching you. Uh, the growth is is awesome, man. And and uh, I know we're going to touch on all that. Um, but it's funny because we saw each other at Menards a couple of times here the last couple of weeks, huh? <laughs> yeah. I feel like every time I go to Menards, I see you there. <laughs> and those of you watching who might not know what Menards is, it's like a Home Depot, like a Midwest thing for a Home Depot. But uh, anyways, I want to get to your story, man, because uh, it's it's short right now. Like th this year, I mean, you've been putting so much work that things have just elevated, man. And it's incredible for somebody at your age to be doing the stuff that you're doing. So I can't wait to uh, dive deep into everything that you got going on. But at the beginning, I like to take it way back. So if you could let us know where you're from uh, and, you know, how was how was it coming up growing up? Um, so if you could go ahead and give us your story real quick. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm actually I'm from Grand Island, Nebraska. Um, it's about an hour. It's about 90 minutes away from uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, where, where I'm at now. Uh, I moved to Lincoln in about 20, I moved to Lincoln about 20, what was it 2017, shortly after I graduated high school. So I've been in Lincoln about five years now. Um, when I first moved to Lincoln, I was, I, I didn't like have any interest in real estate really at all. Um, I was just working at a meat packing plant, making like $15 an hour, uh, going to barber school uh, when I first moved to Lincoln. That's what I did. I got my barber license. So it's working at the meatpacking plant, going to barber school, got my barber license, and then uh, just really decided that it uh, wasn't enough for me. Uh, I wasn't really satisfied with making, you know, 30 bucks, 40 bucks every 30 minutes or 60 minutes to do a haircut. So I, uh, I got I got into real estate so I actually got into real estate about I would say about nine months ago uh actually January of this year I did my uh well I, I I got I was always like interested in getting my real estate license but I ended up getting into like the investing side of real estate before I actually ended up getting my license I started off by wholesaling uh, real estate so I actually did my very first wholesale deal in January of this year. And for those of you that don't know what wholesaling is, it's basically you find a property, you put it under contract, and then you assign that contract for a little bit of money, essentially, to an end buyer that actually ends up fixing up the property and then flipping it or keeping it or whatever. So yeah, I did my very first wholesale deal. I think it was like January 27th of this or January 28th of this year. I made $3,000 off of that. And then um, my second deal, actually, I think I did, when was it? Um, did that one uh, just shortly after I did that deal. And it was actually with you, Billy. I assigned that to Billy for, I think I made like 7,500 on that deal. And then uh, I did a couple more wholesale deals after that. Another one actually with Billy, I signed a fourplex to him and uh, made a little bit of money off of that. And then I just got to thinking, I'm like, man, I, 
this, I, I just, I, I, want, I want more, you know? So then I got, you know, I got to doing a little bit of research. I ended up going to a couple local real estate investment uh, meetups here in Lincoln, um, met a few cool people, got in touch with some lenders actually. And then uh, I started doing the fixing and flipping. So, you know, I, I still wholesale on the side now. Uh, but right now I'm working on a couple fix and flips. I, I actually closed my very first uh, fix and flip. When was that? Um, I closed my first fix and flip actually in May um, of this year. So just a couple months ago. Right now I'm putting my second fix and flip up on the market tomorrow. Actually, it goes live. So, um, yeah, I just it's been it's been going, it's been a short process, but it's been really, really active. I think uh, I, I got my real estate license as well two months ago. So I'm I'm also a licensed real estate agent now with modern real estate. But I mean, like I said, I just gotten like interested in real estate like a year ago and I closed my first wholesale deal like six months ago and to where I'm at now, it's, it's, it's crazy. I made a shit ton of money and <laughs> a lot of cool people and yeah, it's, it's just, it's what I feel like I'll be doing for a long, a long time now. So, well, let me start there. Uh, it's funny. Cause you, you're, you know, you just said, Oh, that's something that I'm going to do for a while now. Are you though? Because what I love is that, uh, the ambition, you know, you said you did this and then it's like, okay, I want a little more, right. You got your barber's license. That wasn't enough. Can right. you, talk a little bit about ambition, you know, just for any youngsters out there listening that, uh, you know, any tips that you could give them on just ambition overall, you know, any music that you listen to that you bump that, you know, gives you that ambition. Um, so, I mean, I get my ambition, you know, from, uh, well, I read a lot of books that gives me a lot of ambition and honestly, uh, the people that I surround myself with, I, a lot of like, you know, investor millionaires here in Lincoln, that gives me a lot of ambition, you know, to make me want to do better seeing what they're doing. And um, I mean, my wife, she, she gives me a lot of ambition, but I mean, I don't just knowing what I come from in the past is really, you know, and what my family comes from is really the main reason that I do everything that I do, you know, my mom, single mom growing up, three kids, we lived in fucking probably a 600 square foot apartment with three of us, you know, didn't really get the, anything that we wanted. We only got everything that we only, you know, absolutely needed. So um, that's, you know, just that that's really the main thing that keeps me going. But yeah, the books, the people that I surround myself and those other things also are really ambitious too. And you mentioned growing up, uh, that that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you with your story. Uh, obviously, coming where you're coming from, what was it growing up? Was there any teachings on entrepreneurship or you know investing or or you know or how did you want more? Like I remember as a kid, I used to play with toy cars, and in my head, I'm like, oh, someday I'm gonna have you know a big old house, right? And I'm gonna pull up in this nice little car that I had. Uh, what what was that for you? Um, as a kid, probably just like the, I don't, I don't know. That's a, like, uh, say it again. So basically just overall growing up, uh, was there any teaching for entrepreneurship, uh, or investing or just money in general 
And if overall, how did you get to dreaming big? If that makes sense. Like I said, with me, it was the little cars, right? You know, mm -hmm. I, I would picture myself, oh, someday I'm going to have a real car that looks like this or, you know, the house or whatever. So what was it for you? Yeah, see, honestly, I didn't I didn't have any like teachings growing up on. It's just just recently, you know, it all kind of like hit me just like I said, just the past couple of years. Um, I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't really have any like teachings growing up, but like just re just recently it's, you know, I just really been in a business mindset just because I've always, you know, I just I just want to do more with myself. And um, when I was uh, 18, 17, actually, I caught my first felony. So, you know, a lot of things went downhill from there. And I thought, you know, I just I thought I wasn't ever going to be anything good. And, you know, when you're a felon, it's hard. You can't get a job. It's hard to find a place to live and things like that. So I just I knew I had to find a better way. I knew I had to find a better route. And luckily, real estate has has blessed me recently. So, man, I love that. I love it. Love it, man. Uh, the, the whole felony thing, you know, I think that's definitely a big part of your story. And for sure anybody listening that has gone through something like that, you know, this is proof that you can get out of any situation. And if anything, I mean, you're the, the big things that you're doing, man, that doesn't even mean anything anymore. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, like, I mean, it, it's weird to say it, but you know, like I tell a lot of people, you know, the felony, you know, might've been one of the best things that ever happened to me because it, it really did, you know, change, it changed a lot of things for the bad, but for the good in the long run. So like today, I don't feel like I ever would have shifted, you know, my, 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 my thinking and, and my, you know, mindset, if I wouldn't have got hit with that felony, which really, you know, I had, I had to shift because, you know, you can't get a normal job. You can't get an everyday job. You can't live in a, a, a you know a normal place so you have to you have to adjust and you have to make things work so yeah can you give anybody that's listening that maybe it's experiencing something similar some ways that you just described that you mentally got out of it what are some actions that people can take to get out of something like that mentally because obviously physically you you got out of it you know whether you went to jail or whatever but mm -hmm mentally how did you some actions that people can take maybe somebody that is currently going through that mm -hmm. so mentally you know i just try to you know surround my things with you know po positive people positive things you know i started i uh i started lifting weights going to the gym consistently you know uh, and i met my wife so she you know that was that was good but I just try to surround myself with positive people, do positive things and be a positive person myself. And just because, you know, mindset is it. I feel like mindset is like a big, big thing. I feel like, you know, if you put your mind to something, you know, I, I feel like you can do anything really. So it, it all just starts in your mind. So just having a good mindset, surrounding yourself by positive people, you know, trying to do better for other people, having a positive, you know, outlook on life is, is really huge, too. Man, I love that answer, bro. That That's fire right there. Uh, what are some ways that I'm a big believer that mindset is something that you practice every day, 
right? Because not every I don't wake up happy every day, right? Uh, not every day, most days, but gratitude has a lot to do with that. Also, being thankful for where you're at, it gets mm-hmm. you out of bed, so you can do bigger things with the ambition that you have for uh, definitely. Uh, but what what are some of the stuff that you do? Because with me, it's like I have my morning routine, right? In the morning, uh, that's how I exercise my mindset. What And you mentioned reading. I mean, among reading, what else do you do to keep that positive mindset? Um, I go to the gym. Uh, I, I feel like your physical and your mental health have a have a, you know, a touch on each other. So if you're good physically, you'll, you'll be better mentally. Um, I feel like so, you know, I go to the gym. It's just, you know, stay active and um, do a lot of studying, you know, read a lot of books. And um, that's about it, really. I, I could do more. I, I could really do more. And I, and I feel like I should do more. But honestly, right now I'm I'm busy doing everything that I'm doing. So I don't have a lot of time to I mean, I could make time, but yeah. I, that's all I'm doing currently, but yeah, I could do more, but that that's all I got right now. Yeah, no, definitely. And among the books, I, if you could give us maybe your top three books that, that you read that basically changed your mindset, your life. Yeah. So, um, actually the first book I read and it was the book that changed everything for me and it's every, everybody's heard of it i'm sure and if you haven't heard of it i definitely recommend you go get it and go read it but it's called rich dad poor dad and that was the really the first book that you know just changed like my kind of my outlook on everything i'm like this guy's you know he's he's right he's got a point and so that was the first book and then after that i read um uh the um The... and it doesn't have to be in order it could be just uh, rich dad poor dad definitely yeah. that one sounds like it's the first one but just a, the, like and then three the books leverage, the leverage equation um the leverage equation is a really good book um and then the millionaire fast lane that was also um the other book that i read that really got me going that that millionaire fast lane man is definitely uh a great book bro that it, it, it almost goes together with rich that right like it, mm-hmm. it basically tells you that there's other ways it's not just the typical nine to five and there's people that walk on the sidewalk that uh unfortunately most people do and that lane man and and so yeah that book is powerful man so you you're definitely among great <laughs> great books uh what, what's one that you're reading right now currently one that I'm reading right now is actually, um, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's, I think it's Millionaire Real Estate Agent. It's by Gary, Gary Keller, I believe, because I just got my real estate license. I think it's like how to be a millionaire, real, how to make a million dollars as something like that, Millionaire Real Estate Agent or something like that. But that's the one I'm reading right now. I'm just looking to, you know, see like the different things that real estate agents do to, you know, make or make a lot of money. But yeah, that, that's definitely a good one. Uh, can you touch a little bit more on the leverage equation? The the leverage equation. So that that book is like it, it's it's a different one. It's it's not really like necessary necessarily real estate related. It's just like more of an outlook on life. It just teaches you to play, you know, like 
both sides of the ball. Like you got to play offense and you got to play defense at the same time. Um, it, it's real. It's it's a hard one to really explain, but the way that he puts it out in the book and and makes it sound, um, you know, you gotta. He puts it out there really good. I it's hard to explain, but yeah, it's just it, it's a real good book book to read. It just teaches you, you know, how to how to leverage leverage other things and you know just play both sides of the ball. And how old are you, Jamar? That's maybe something that we should have touched on at the beginning. I'm I'm 23 years old, and I actually turn 24 tomorrow is my birthday. So, I'll man, well, happy happy early birthday, bro! I I told you that yesterday at the store, but uh, I I just hope you know that that's a really short age, right? Like you know you're you're super young right now, right? <laughs> and just I, killing it. <laughs> I I hear that a lot, but. Uh, I just feel like it's what I should be doing, you know, so. Man, I love that, bro. That Love it, love it. Uh, you taught, let, Let's take it back a little bit. So with wholesaling uh, in the state of Nebraska, as we know, there's some changes coming up. Uh, obviously, you already buckled up. You got your license, so you're good there no matter what. But uh, is, is that something that you're going to still do? And if so, how are you going to approach it going forward? wholesaling um yeah it's still something that i plan on doing um going forward you know with my real estate license i don't necessarily have to you know approach it i just have to be more conservative since i do have my license but yeah it's still something that i do plan on doing um if you don't have your license you probably should get your license or work with a licensed real estate agent if you do um, want to continue to wholesale. But now I'm just kind of basically, you know, since I do have my license deals that I do lock up that are off market, more or less wholesaling them, um, I'll wholesale them and, you know, throw them on the market on the MLS and, 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 you know, market them to that big variety of buyers and just sell it that way. Um, Or just, you know, keep it, fix it up myself and, and do it. Can you touch a little bit more on the hoteling real quick? Yeah. So hoteling, uh, hoteling is basically you buy a property off market and you list it on the MLS and sell it rather than selling it off market. Um, you can do a little bit of work to it, or you can just, you know, sell it as is on market, but it, it, it's a really, the MLS is a strong, it's, it's a powerful tool, um, it get you know, it just reaches a lot more buyers than, you know, just an off than, you know, trying to sell it off market to your small group of people, you know, so um, it's, it's another, it's a really good exit strategy to have. And that's another reason I like having my real estate license. And, you know, as an investor, when you buy a property, you always want to go in with m- multiple exit strategies. You know, if one doesn't work, you want to have a backup plan. So wholesaling is definitely a good exit strategy. Um, to have and I and, and, I, and I like it yeah yeah and you're killing it <laughs> definitely killing it uh and with the wholesaling what's how are you finding the deals that you've done and uh-huh. just going forward what are you doing to add on to what you've already been doing okay so actually I just did a, a, a wholesale deal actually um, recently I close on it next Friday. Um, but it was actually an MLS deal. It was on the MLS. I got it for a cheaper price. 
because um, I, I know how to negotiate. You know how to negotiate once you start, you know, doing a lot of doing a lot of uh, transactions and, you know, figuring out what things need work and how to, you know, put that into your negotiation process. But yeah, locked this one up. It was on the MLS. Um, that's an, a positive having a real estate license. You find more deals um, that you can hold. You can wholesale deals, you know, buy them on the MLS and sell them off market, whatever. But this one, yeah, I did get on the MLS. But prior to this um, one that I recently found, um, the uh, the one that I wholesaled you, uh, 3309 St. Paul. So I had a serving job actually at Misty Steakhouse. So uh, when I first started wholesaling, I made some business cards, you know, with my business on it, Hudson Properties LLC. On the back, I put, you know, I buy houses cash, close quick. And at my serving job that I hold on the weekends, you know, every time I'd have a table, you know, I talk to him when I do outside of Miss. He's like, hey, you know, outside of here, I do real estate full time. I flip houses. I'm, I'm a real estate agent, you know, whatever. If you need anything real estate related, let me know. And I and I leave these cards in their books. So one time, actually, I got to talking to a table and I gave him my card and and they's like, well, we, we got two properties actually that we're trying to sell. So if you're trying to buy, you know, let's work something out. So. I uh, ended up actually buying two houses from them because of my serving job at Misty's, you know, just marketing myself, advertising, you know, because that's what you got to do in real estate. You know, it's all about who you know. Um, so you want to meet as many people as you can, make as many relationships as possible. So, yeah, I locked up those two deals. One of them was uh, St. Paul and the other one that I bought from them was a uh, 3910 North 61st, which is actually my first fix and flip that I kept for myself. And the other one I wholesaled to you. So um, I, I did about four wholesale deals, five wholesale deals before I got my first fix and flip. And I used all my wholesale profits. I saved it all. I didn't blow none of it. I, I stacked every wholesale deal that I made. And then I invested all that money into my first fix and flip as the rehab. And I got a private money loan, you know, to buy the house. And then all my wholesale profits I put in to fix up that house. And I ended up uh, profiting about 40000 off of that one in about two months. So, you know, Man, if, that's you, a... if you play the game right, you know, it's, you know, just just pl play the course. And it's, it's real rewarding if, if you really, you know, invest yourself in everything. So. I love that, bro. Uh, there's a couple things there. Uh, so with that flip, if you don't mind going over the numbers real quick, uh, yeah. kind of how you did it. And then you, you talked about hard money. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you could also touch on that, just, to, you know, the goods and the bads, and then how, how are you using it to your advantage without getting hurt? Okay. So yeah, we'll touch on the numbers on that flip. So actually that flip, um, like I said, I got it. It was an off-market deal. I got it from a table at Misty's. Nobody knew about it. Those are the best type of deals to get. Um, so yeah, I bought that one for one fifty-nine. Uh, good price. It was a you know four-bed, two-bath. It was about fourteen hundred square feet. It only needed some cosmetic updates. And uh, yeah, so I got I locked that up at one fifty-nine. You know, I hit up my lender. I got a private money lender here in Lincoln. Um, I hit him up, you know, I, I ran the deal by him. I asked him cause you know, I don't have good credit. So that's also like, I can't have, I can't work with banks, but you know, I don't, I don't let my setbacks hold me back. I always find a way. So I'm like, 
there's got to be a way in the, yeah, I just, I reached out to other people, you know, like I said, I went to the real estate investor meetings, you know, met with other people, asked them, you know, how are you doing your deals? You know, and they, and you find out about private money lenders at those meetings. So, you know, I got in touch with the private money lender. He lended me the money for the house. I bought it for 159. I ended up putting about 28,000 into it all said and done. So uh, 159, roughly 160, 28,000 all in for about 188,000 roughly. And I ended up actually selling that one uh, on the MLS for 245. So I was all in for roughly 190 and sold it for 245. So made about around $40,000. And that was about a two month process, three month process altogether from purchase to close three months. So yeah, when I also, I guess I'll touch on this. When I get my private money lender, you got to pay holding costs. So uh, my private money lender charges me, you know, 1.5% a month. So he of the purchase price or the loan amount. So he loaned me, you know, 159, 1.5% a month of that was $2,400. So I did have to pay that every month. So I ended up paying him uh, 2,400 times three. It's about $7,000. So, but yeah, $7,000 to borrow 160,000 to make 40,000. I'll do that all day. <laughs> so then <laughs> not, I think that's an advantage to me, you know, until, you know, I can't get my credit or, you know, fix, get my credit worked on, which I'm working on right now. And then I can start working with banks and they typically have, you know, lower rates or whatever, but, you know, I just got to take the steps that I need to do. So just, I'm not letting anything hold me back. I'm still finding ways around everything to make things work. So like I said, anything's possible, but it's a mindset thing, but yeah, you, you can make things work. Man, that that's powerful, bro. Uh, Especially the the bad credit, man. That that's a big one that's right there, tough, uh, man. Everybody <laughs> says, hey, everybody says you gotta have good credit to get into real estate. Blah blah blah. Bullshit. You don't gotta have good credit to get in real estate. You gotta have good relationships, but you don't need good credit. <laughs> but it helps. That's, it helps. Right, right. <laughs> that's why I'm working on it. That that's powerful, right there, bro. That that's powerful. It's it's crazy. I, you know the more I dig into your story, man, the more, uh, I relate, right. Because everything is possible, man. Just hustle. Like I, I got a song called that. Like, I feel so- like we, I feel like we really, you know, do connect in, in a lot of ways too. So. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you got your bands too, man. You know, <laughs> I like, I, I got my little bands. <laughs> I, I, it's funny. Cause when, when I met you, like you pulled up in that thing, man. And I'm like, man, uh, and, and, it's dope to know that I, I will say, bro, since I met you before all the deals that you've done, you know, that that was literally your first, second deal there. Yeah. You, you, you could feel the energy, man. You were just a positive dude and, and, uh, just a cool dude, you know, not trying to get over people or, you know, nothing crazy. And, and, and I love that. And I feel like that energy is what's gotten you where you're at now. And just hearing every barrier that you have, conquered man that that's super dope bro and i hope that everybody out there listening anybody that uh, is going through stuff right now man just know that if we can do it man if jamar can do it with uh all the crazy stuff that he's shared with us you know then then get up get off your ass and just get yeah. to it man just do something right exactly all right bro so one of the things that you brought up earlier was uh negotiating you talked about how important that is and i will say man i'll be the first one to admit that 
you got that skill because uh, even the deals that me and you have done uh, have worked out on both ends, right? So can you touch a little bit on what is it that you're doing when you negotiate with a seller? Um, so one thing that I, that I do when I negotiate with a seller or if it's like a whole, if it's like a, well, when I do, well, first of all, I point out the facts because a lot of, like a lot of sellers that aren't, it like aren't do real estate every day. You know, they don't, they don't know like the cost of things. They don't know like the, the, the work that it takes or what, you know, like they don't, they just don't know like the general cost of things. So like when, you know, when they're going to sell their, their home and they're so used to it, you know, they may be just, they're used to it and they don't really, I don't know. They just don't, they're, they're just so used to, you know, the, their, what, what they're living in. And sometimes, you know, they have like an emotional attachment to it or whatever. So, but you just got to point out the facts to them. So when I'm in a negotiation with a process with a seller, you know, I just, and I'm looking at houses, typically they need a lot of work. So I point out, you know, the numbers, how much it costs, you know, to fix up these things like this, you know, so I, I really use that in my negotiations. And then, you know, the market, you know, the market statistics, you know, how, how the market is, you know, you got to point out things like that to them. And um, just a, a lot of different things. Like I, I pull a lot of comps, you know, analyzing the market, you know, to see like what the house is going to sell for when it's fixed up or what it's going to be able to refinance at. So, you know, you got to use that in your negotiation, you know, you know, if I buy your house at 170,000 and I got to put 40,000 into it, but it's only going to sell for 200, well, it's not going to work seller. You, you gotta, your house isn't worth that much money, you know, cause so you just, yeah, you, you gotta point, point out the facts to them and, and be, be nice to them, you know, don't be mean. That's a, that's another thing, you know, like you gotta be kind to people. It just, just, you know, just be honest with them and tell them, tell them the truth. And, if you're honest with them, they'll typically, they'll work with you. So just be honest, but know what the hell you're talking about too. So do your research and, and know, know what you're talking about, but just be, be kind at the same time. Yeah. That, that's, that's some big stuff right there, man. Uh, earlier you, you touched a little bit about bad credit and again, just your story. Super cool, man. Uh, like I said, you, you, I know that your people are proud of you, man. And, and I, you should be proud of yourself. I hope. Right. Uh, can you touch a little bit on, you know, what's the mindset? Like what, what's inside Jamar's mind, man? Like what, what's inside your brain? What, what's going on in there uh, that keeps you going, right? That positive attitude and all, all that positivity. Well, honestly, I got so much shit going on inside my head, <laughs> but uh <laughs> The things that really keep me going is, um, you know, my past, where I come from, you know, my family. I mean, nobody in my family is even close to being wealthy or uh, of that nature. So, you know, I'm just trying to do better, for, you know, for myself and my family. And I, I just actually found out a couple of weeks ago that I got my first kid on the way. So actually, when I was growing up as a kid, you know, my dad was in prison all my life. I never had a father figure in my life. So 
I, I feel like that might be a little bit of the reason I chose some of the bad paths that I did while I was young, because I didn't have nobody, you know, really there to correct me. Um, my mom, she did everything she could, but I mean, I love her to death, but I was hard headed and I, I just didn't listen. So I want to really be, you know, the best dad for my kid that I have on the way that I can and not have him, you know, go through the things that I did when I was growing up. So that's really one of the things that is really keeping me going uh, as well. Yeah, I love that, bro. And, and congrats. I know on social media, you know, I, I dropped your congratulations, but congrats uh, here. You. But uh, and, and the crazy thing bro, is now that you're going to be more motivated than ever. So I can't I'm, I can't wait to see what what the new Jamar is going to do <laughs> now that you got a, uh, one of your own on the way, man. That's awesome. Um, and then real quick, if you can touch on, because right now you said that you're putting the new one up tomorrow, which, uh, mm -hmm. by the way, anybody, uh, check it out. You put a dope ass video out, man. And, uh, it, it's clean. Like you, you did your work, man. You did your thing on it. Um, can you go over those numbers for people listening and how did you finance it? So this house that we're in um, right now, I'm actually in, it's going live tomorrow. Uh, the numbers. So this one was on the MLS as well. It was actually listed for 170. Uh, it's a big house, two story, you know, with a basement. It's about 2000 square feet, three bed, four bath. So 170 in the, the, the exterior was good. The foundation was good. The big ticket items were good. It just needed a lot of cosmetic updates. So 170 was fairly low for this. Um, I ended up buying it for 200,000. I got into a bidding war with a couple people. Um, I, again, as you, I, I financed it with my private money lender, um, all cash deal. That is also uh, a good thing to have when you're in a hot market and you're competing with a lot of people, you know, that cash offer is, is huge, is huge because you got that fast close, you know, typically no inspections if you do, do your own due diligence or whatever. So um, yeah, I found this on the MLS. I bought it for, ended up buying it for 200,000 with my private money lender. I pay him, I think $3,000 a month or something like that. So and I put about 50, say about 50,000 into it. Um, I, I did a lot of work to this, to this house though. Um, and I, I got it going live on the market tomorrow for 289. So I'd say I'm all in for about 265 or so. I got it going on the market at 290. So I make about 25,000, but um or something of that. I hope it sells for a little bit more. Honestly, that I feel like I'm listing it low. The market is still a little bit competitive. There's a lot, a lot of buyers out there, uh, even with the interest rates going up. Uh, I feel like they've actually dropped a little bit recently again. So there's still a lot of buyers, especially here in Lincoln, Nebraska, where we're at um, a really, really uh, competitive market. So uh, yeah, I got it going live at, at 289. I hope it sells for more than that, but we'll see what happens <laughs> no and and uh we talked a little bit about that man uh so i kind of knew your answers but uh it, yeah it's gonna do good man it's a great area so and like i said check out his video if you guys haven't uh it's amazing like the the stuff that you did to it uh and i'm starting a money lending company too man so if you need money your what? credit is, your credit is good with me all right <laughs> your ambition is enough for me um but since we're on the subject, bro, because obviously as me kind of being 
uh, on that side of things, right? Like looking at starting this new uh, company, obviously it's a good deal for me, but can you give us, you know, maybe some, some things to keep in mind when you do the hard money, because uh, I feel like you have to be real careful uh, when you move. And uh, so if you could give the listeners just some, some tips and stuff on, on just the hard money lending, if that's the route they want to go with. Um, so, huh. so like some tips on hard, break it down a little bit for me. Yeah. I'm yeah. Kind of so dumb sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're good. So, so basically, obviously the interest rates are way higher, right? So that requires yeah. a higher payment while you're yep. fixing it. So just, uh, what are some of the stuff that you need to keep in mind for those people that are listening to your story? Because it is very inspirational, but you're no dummy either, right? Let's make that very clear. Uh, and I'm going to make it very clear because there's a lot of real estate investors or people that want to play the game, but just like basketball, there's a lot of basketball players, but there's only one Kobe, right? There's only one LeBron. So keep that in mind when people, when you jump in an, into a new business. So the way that you're moving, how, mm -hmm. how are you moving with at least the hard money part being smart? So that way you don't get into something that, you know, could potentially bring you down, if that makes sense. And what are some of the, you know, for example, a tip that I can think right away would be fix it fast, right? <laughs> like that, that's definitely the, probably the number one thing, but if you could give us a few pointers on that. Okay. Yeah. So when you're working with a hard money lender or a private money lender, yeah, there's definitely a lot of things you want to keep in mind um, because, you know, you got, first of all, a lot of money on the line and you want to keep a good relationship with these people. Um, I'm all about building good relationships and things like that. So uh, you want, yeah, you want to get it done quick. So you want to have a really solid team lined up you know, before you even, you know, get into asking, you know, private money lenders for deals and things like that, you know, have, have a solid team lined up, have a plan outlined and um, just ha have, have everything, you know, in order lined up. And so you have, so, so nothing's, you know, so in case something goes wrong, you know, you, you know, you know what to do. And also, you know, obviously have a little bit of money saved up in case, you know, something does go wrong and you need to, you know, you want to be able to make your mortgage payments every month and you want to be able to, you know, have, you know, money away for any unexpected ex expenses or unexpected problems that come up in, in the process. You know, you always got to think about things like that as well. So um, just have a little bit of money saved up in case anything unusual happens. Have a good team, you know, lined up to knock out that um renovation or whatever you plan on doing and just have everything outlined that you're going to do um in the house one i book, love that Go one ahead. book that i really recommend actually is uh the book on flipping houses it's literally called the book on flipping houses um it's a really good read it, it puts everything out there for you um if you're if you're even a seasoned investor or seasoned flipper or brand new I recommend getting that book because that's one book that really, really helped me out. Um, like when I, when I bought my first house, I, I didn't, I just, I didn't know anything, but you know, I had a plan. I had a, I didn't know, they didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about the process, but you know, I had a team lined up. I had, I had a, a plan and you know, I had a little bit of money saved up from my wholesale deals. 
Um, so yeah, I, I ordered that book as soon as I got that house under contract and uh, I used it the whole way. So man, that, it, that's amazing, bro. I love that. And one thing that you touched on there, uh, those are great tips by the way. And one thing that you touched on there is you said, you got to have a little money. And I feel like that's my biggest argument, right? Because uh, yes, can you, I, I feel like people got the OPM confused, other people's money uh, mm. that rich, that poor dad talks about a lot. It doesn't mean that, uh, you can't, that basically people took that as if I'm using zero of my money. I mean, technically even just making the interest payments only, I mean, that's part of your money. So, right. uh, I, I feel like you, you made a big point there because there's so many people that ask me, Hey, you know, how do you do it with no money? And I always tell them, I'm like, Hey man, you know, I, I would say, and maybe, for anybody listening, like I would say, save up 30 to 50 K before you even jump on something. And again, yeah. that's just me being super right because things will go wrong. I promise you that things will go wrong. And if you jump in something that, uh, you have no idea, especially if it is something new. I mean, so, so I love that you did that because with the wholesaling, you did stack up a little bit of change, right. To, to have that behind you and put into work. So if you could touch a little more on that, because I think it's very important for people that, and I've even talked to bankers, man, I've talked to a lot of bankers actually about this matter. And they're always like, Oh yeah, no, you know, all the, the people saying, Oh yeah, no money down. And you know, all this, uh, I, I, you could definitely do it with way less money, right. With bad credit, right. With a felony, like all these things that could have kept you down, but you overcame them but you were smart. You had that little, right? Quote unquote, because I know I paid you, right? <laughs> but if you could touch on that, bro, just because I think that's very important. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of investors, they do leverage other people's money, but um, I don't recommend going into any deal with no money because it's just, I mean, it's just not smart to do. I mean, you, you want to have that safety cushion and, you know, even though I, I do use a private money lender to buy the house, but I actually do use my own cash to do all the rehabs um, on the house. So, but I will never, you know, run, I'll never like buy a house that's going to use up all my cash. Like you all, you, you got to have that safety cushion, you know? So um, actually it's funny that you recommended 20 to 50 K to, to anybody before they get started, because what I always tell my friends is, at least, you know, you want to have at least 30 K. So, you know, that falls almost right in the middle between 20. I, know, and 50. I, I said 30 to 50. So we're, we're right oh, on the money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I recommend, you know, at least 30 K, you know, I think maybe the cheap, not the cheapest thing that you can buy, but on the, the cheaper side of a renovation that you can get and make some money is probably going to be, you know, at least 15 to 20,000. So you want to have at least a $10,000 cushion, um, before you and i just want you to know jamar that th this is powerful bro we're covering a very big subject that uh you know for one it makes people believe which is great but you know i don't want people to jump in on something that they can't get out of and could back yeah. them up a few years so i love uh i i feel like this has been very powerful in in that regard uh even if you're about to keep a place i mean i bought places that look brand new that will have flooring paint i mean everything but then the water you, heater goes out uh yeah, and then the know. the ac goes out at the same like and I, this is true story i'm not even making anything up like 
the water heater, then the AC a week later, and then some plumbing and electrical stuff that come up to where now you're 20 into that place that you thought was just automatic. So it's very important for people to really pay attention to that. And again, uh, that I'm not a guru. Like I'm not going to sit here and tell you, Oh, Hey, or a fake guru, I should say, cause you know, we're gurus in this mother, you know, <laughs> but, uh, I love your story, bro. This has been amazing. Um, and you know, I wish we could take a little bit longer, but I know you got your stuff going on man. you got your birthday coming up. So you got to get ready for that. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions that I ask all my guests at the end. Uh, and the first one, which, uh, the whole time that you were describing your story, you know, I, I wrote a book called the power of being uncomfortable. Right. And I, I literally, that's all I could think of as, as you were giving us the story. So with that being said, the question that I have for you based on that book is, uh, what is one way that you got uncomfortable that paid off? One way that I got uncomfortable that paid off was, um, buying a house that I, I bought, well, I bought my first fix and flip and I had never done it before. And I never didn't even know what the hell, how to run a nail gun. Um, but you know, I read a book, I, I had everything lined out and it paid off because now, I mean, I made it, I made enough off of that flip, you know, and then I feel like I'll make a decent amount off of this flip to, you know, I feel like I, I got, you know, a good foundation that I can just keep going. And, and in six months, you know, what I've accomplished in the past six months is it's almost like unheard of. I mean, the, the numbers that I I've seen and the deals that I've done. And I mean, yeah, it's just, it really paid off. I, I took a risk and I took it by myself, you know, and I was like, I'm gonna get a loan for this house and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to flip it. And I didn't know what I was doing, but it paid off for sure. Man. Yep. Powerful, man. Powerful, powerful. And I know you're young, but, uh, it, obviously even looking back, you know, cause I, I'm a big believer that every day you're a different person from yesterday. And if you're not, something's wrong. You're not working on yourself to, to make that happen. And, uh, with that being said, what is one advice of wisdom that you would give yourself, uh, your younger self looking back now? I th I feel like I should have got started sooner. Uh, I feel like don't, I feel like don't, just don't, just, just don't be, just don't be scared. I mean, I feel like success lies on the other side of fear, just like it says in um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I mean, success is, it's literally right on the other side of fear. You know, just don't be scared, but don't be stupid. You know, take the risk, and, but do it smart and, and it'll pay off, I feel like. But you definitely got to take risk. I mean, anything anything worth it is not easy but if it was easy then everybody would do it so i mean it's, it's up to you man yeah powerful bro and if there was a three-step formula to success that if you do these three things you're gonna succeed you're not gonna lose what are the three steps mm, be consistent be committed and be honest. I feel like if you do anything in life, if you're consistent and you're committed and you're honest with it, it'll be successful. 
Love it. Love it, man. And if you were to write a book, what would be the theme or the title of it? What would be the theme or the title of it? And, and, or title. Yep. <laughs> um, ambition. <laughs> I, I have thought about it and I was thinking, I, I, I was thinking it'd be something like fell into something like fell into fame or fell into millions or something like that. Just because I feel like that every, everybody looks so bad upon felons and felonies and things like that. And I just, I feel like it holds a lot of people back and it, it, it really shouldn't. And it just, it's pot. If you're one of those people and you do have a felony, you know, it, it's, it is possible. And I just want to, prove that to everybody yeah i'm a felon but i'm far from a bad person or whatever so i would i would definitely include something like that in the title just to let it be known you know it's possible so i, I would say like something like felon to something like that and I, and i like that bro because i feel like nowadays a lot of people are scared to own their story and that that's something that uh you know at the end that's a fake right <laughs> so I, I love that I, I love the fact that you're coming out like, hey, I'm owning it. Like I did it. Right. And because you're taking that ownership is obviously where you're at, because a lot of people don't take ownership. So I love that, man. That was powerful. Uh, and real quick, bro, if you could let everybody listening know where they can find you on social media, website, etc. Yeah. So <clears throat> my Facebook, uh, Jamar Hudson is my name. You can find me on Facebook, Jamar Hudson, um, Instagram, official Jamar. Um, I actually got a website too. If you type in my name into Google, jamarhudson.com, it'll bring up my website. It's just J-A-M-A-R-H-U-D-S-O-N.com. And um, yeah, if you got any deals, anything real estate related, you can always give me a call as well. Um, all my information's on, on my website. So yeah, jamarhudson.com. Yeah. And that, that's what I was going to say. Uh, that was my last question was, you know, if there's anybody listening, what, what's something that they can bring to you that would benefit that you could benefit from, um, which, I mean, you, you pretty much said it. I mean, you got deals out there or, you know, anything yeah. like that. I mean, <laughs> you, can always, you can always bring me deals, but if anybody, you know, has any questions or, you know, anything about getting started investing in real estate or anything, you know, about my story, or if you relate to me anyway, and something's holding you back that I've overcame or anything like that, you know, I do find value in helping other people out. So if you have any questions to get started and invest in real estate or have anything, you know, any questions at all that I can help you out. Um, I do find value in that. So if anybody, if you have any questions, please reach out, you know, ask me questions, whatever. So. Well, yeah. I want to thank you, bro. Uh, again, happy birthday. Congrats on the baby and all the major things that you're doing, man. Uh, I can't wait to see what's next, man. Uh, you know, and, and I can already tell you, it's going to be some major stuff. So as always, any deals, man, hit me up too. <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, I, I just want to thank you for that PS5 too, because part of the the house that you host sold me uh, was that PS5, man. And I, I can't, man, I'm thankful for that. <laughs> it, 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 you still can't find them, so that, that I know amazing. that's crazy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I appreciate hey, it, man. Uh, yeah, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to come on here and uh, just, you know, tell my story, you know, it means a lot to me. So thank you as well. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Uh, everybody follow Jamar. 
And then make sure you guys subscribe to my YouTube, YouTube, Billy the Kid, D-H-A-K-I-D-D. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and follow the Million Dollar Hustle pod. That's where everything is for the podcast. So other than that, we'll see you guys on the next one. Vamonos. All they did was laugh at me and said I couldn't do it. Never paid attention to him, to myself I proved it. That have a mentality like Kobe, I just shoot it. Had some dreams, I wrote them down, I hustled and pursued it.